Hey everyone, it's Pastor Jacob. Hope this message gives you encouragement, perspective, and revelation from God to give to others. Also, don't forget to follow us on our Instagram page, Fusion Student Media, and also follow me on Instagram, at Jacob underscore Malasa underscore. We hope you enjoy the message. How's it going, Fusion? I hope you guys are having an incredible Wednesday. I'm really excited because tonight is the last night. It's week three of For the People in the Back. And it has been a series that has really even equipped me, you know, oh, youth pastor, you can't really get, you know, a message out of your own message. But I have, I think all pastors get a, a bit of a revelation, a bit of a nugget from their messages. And I did for, for me personally, this message has been such an incredible journey. Even though it's been three weeks, it feels like it's been forever. And I hope you guys enjoyed Zane's message last week. He brought the topic of insecurity and really preached the house down. So I, I'm really proud of him for preaching last week for me. Um, but this week is going to tie it all in. So the first week we talked about rejection. That's the starting point is rejection. Second week we talked about insecurity. Where do we stand on? Well, like, what do we stand upon? Like, are there certain areas that we're afraid to talk about? Are there certain areas that, that we don't like showing to other people? That's what insecurity was last week. And then this week, we're talking about fear. We're talking about fear this week. So to make it lighthearted, I decided to search up a bunch of phobias. I just showed some of the team the phobias. They're hilarious. Um, so one of the phobias, the, starting off, uh, it's called somophobia, the fear of falling asleep. <sighs> I don't like I do have like this like side thing of like falling asleep like like sometimes when I try to fall asleep I just like it's like okay where do I go like that mindset I don't know why for some reason I'm like where do I go why am I in this like facade this is weird um uh another phobia is how you say that Trief. how you say this okay O-I-K-O, we're putting this in the video, O-I-K-O phobia. Wacophobia, your pastor can't pronounce. Wacophobia, the fear of houses. That's crazy, man. Fear of houses. <laughs> um, I hate myself. Ab- <laughs> Ablutophobia, ablutophobia. The persistent, abnormal, and unwarranted fear of bathing, washing, or cleaning. Why? I also showed them, um, okay, Treve, the one I couldn't pronounce, the fear of relatives. Which one was that? The Cigna? Cigenophobia. Cigenophobia. The fear of relatives. If you fear your aunt or uncle, I'm going to pray for you. Um, Lipophobia, the fear of being fat. Jeez. Look, if you're fat, don't be afraid. Zemiphobia, the fear of the great mole rat. <laughs> uh, I might send Doug a photo. If it doesn't work out, we're just going to, well, if you want to see a photo, just just Google the great mole rat. You'll, you'll understand what I'm talking about. So yeah, I've, as all of these are, you know, funny and hilarious, um, there are legit phobias that people have. Um, example, hemophobia, the fear of blood. I know that, and you know, I kind of had like the, that stigma of like, I didn't like donating blood or like transferring plasma. If you don't know what that is, just don't, don't worry about it. And it was, it was something that I was just like, uh, like I just don't like my a needle being in my arm for that long period of time. It was just, this is whack. Um, but yeah, some people do have the fear of blood. When they see blood, they cringe or they, they just like, they just get really like anxious about blood. Um, 
a thing that I think a lot of us have. It's not even a, it, it can be a phobia, but it's really more of this mentality of autophobia, the fear of being alone. Um, I, like I, like I don't have a fear of being a, like, like, alone, like not, like not being with you, like you're like a married one or like a family member, like just dying by myself is that fear. Like you'd like, like there's no one around you. You're by yourself. I, I don't want to go too much into detail. I don't want to scare you. But, but that fear of being alone is something that, you know, audio, it's a real phobia. And I want to make that point where we all struggle with fear sometimes at some points in our life, maybe not on phobia level, but we all have Fear in our lives. And maybe you feel like your fear is, you know, smaller, not as like significant. It's a lot more like under the rug, like fear and rejection or insecurity. Like we've been talking about for the past two weeks, you feel like those fears don't matter. But we always try to dumb down our fear all the time. I dumb down my fears because naturally I'm not the one that likes to talk about my emotions, I would rather worry about other people's emotions. So it's like, I'm not going to talk about fear. I'm going to worry about other people's fear and I'm going to help them with theirs. But I don't worry about mine. But it doesn't seem as important and then you would feel like this message wouldn't apply to you. All of us, even in the people in this room, we all have a fear that is significant to God. For some, fear can be overwhelming an overwhelming response that cripples us. How can we overcome a spirit of fear in our lives? Because that's really what it is. The fear is, a, is in one way a spirit. It can become an emotion. You can feel it sometimes like, oh, I feel afraid. But oftentimes we do experience fear on a spiritual level. But tonight we're going to look through some scripture to help you understand that fear it's a crippling, it's a hindrance, it's a roadblock, but you can overcome fear. 2 Timothy 1.7, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and a sound mind. The thing I want you to know is your fear has to be disciplined. God has given you power and love and a sound mind. But if you let fear take the wheel, here's one of the things that fear does for me, and that's why when I talk about this, I hate fear. Fear is such a downplay that the enemy uses, especially in your mind. Me, I overthink. That's how the enemy uses my fear, is overthinking. It could be the most simple decisions, the most simple scenarios, and I overthink to the point where it's a bad conclusion, right? That happens a lot. And that's where fear takes place for me, is overthinking. But if, like I said, if you let fear take the wheel, you overthink when you're supposed to have a sound mind you will become extremely weak even though you're supposed to have power. We all have power. In Christ, we have power. And the fear, we, and the fear, let me say that right, and the fear will be so frustrating that you'll start to hate yourself instead of loving yourself and others and God. But if you have Christ's love, God's love, it casts out all fear. 1 John 4.18 says, there is no fear in love. But perfect love drives out all fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. So I thought, I'm like, bro, come on. I've experienced God's love. Does that mean, you know, no, that's not what that means. 
it means that you have his love, but there are moments where your flesh experiences fear. And I want to give you this encouragement. If you're in Christ, you should know this. God's love is so unconditional that the condition of your fear will never trump the love he provides. And I want, I know it's a hard encouragement to hear because it's like, yeah, I understand his love, but I'm still fearful. I still experience his, his mercy and loving kindness, but I still get afraid. Your flesh might be afraid, but your spirit is full of his love and his mercy. So understand that his love is unconditional spiritually, that, that the spirit of fear can never trump it because the love that he provides is perfect. But then all you, all of a sudden, sometimes we start to think that his, that fear is God's using that to test our faith. It's not. I know I've heard a lot of preachers talk about using our fear. God uses fear to test our faith. That's not what it is. God uses trials. God uses situations. God's not going to use fear because there's no fear in God because his love casts all fear. So it completely contradicts what people say about, the, uh, about fear. They think it's used to, to test our faith. But fear is actually a tool of the enemy. God promises us that fear will never, never comes from him. That's a promise he's made. If you're experiencing fear in your life, you can be sure that it is a weapon that the enemy uses that is using to discourage and dismantle you. So I'm going to take you through a, 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 a relatable moment where Jesus experienced fear. Luke 22, 39 through 34, this is where he was in the Garden of Gethsemane. This is where Jesus really experienced fear. And I want you to put yourself, I don't even want you to see it as Jesus. I want you to put in himself, I want you to put yourself in his shoes. I want you to see what he's going through in your perspective of fear. Verse 39, then accompanied by his disciples, Jesus left the upstairs room and went as usual to the Mount of Olives. There he told them, pray that you will not give into temptation. He walked away about a stone's throw, which he basically he was as far away as that you can throw a stone. That's just a little side note. Preachers love that. They love that little detail. Stone's throw and knelt down and prayed. And he said this, verse 42. He said, Father, if you are willing, if you're willing, he's, you can see, put yourself in Jesus' shoes. He's begging God. He's not forcing it on God's hand, but he's begging him. He's saying, if you're willing, please take this cup of suffering away from me. Yet I want your will to be done, not mine. Verse 43, then the angel from heaven appeared and strengthened him. He prayed fervently and he was in such agony of spirit that he fell to the ground like great drops of blood. So you can tell from right here, Jesus literally sweated blood, which and because he was in intense agony, knowing that he was about to be killed and murdered for no reason to save us spiritually in our hearts, for us to enter into the gates of heaven, for us, for our names to be written in the Lamb's book of life. That's what he did for it. But he was still in intense agony. Why? Because he was like us. He was like a human being. What's crazy about this is that that's an actual medical condition. It's called I hate these words, bro. I hate these words. Hematohydrosis. Hematohydrosis. So what it is, is it's a condition where the, usually the blood vessels will help when you, like when you're exercising, your body's pumping up with blood. The blood vessels are to help 
the um, the sweat glands. I'm not gonna. I'm I, I'm getting so scientific this whole sermon, but it provides for the sweat glands and it helps you sweat like I am now because you know people get nervous. I'm not perfect, but it makes the sweat glands with this because he was so much under stress that it created blood vessels and the sweat glands to rupture. And instead of sweat, blood actually, it, it was like the switch, it, like, it completely switched on itself. It makes you sweat blood. And this happens when you're under extreme physical or emotional stress. So I want you to, I want you to get this peace and get this freedom. If you feel like you're stressed, fearful, overwhelmed, look at where Jesus was. Jesus was the most stressed human being out of everybody. But the thing is, is that he overcame that fear. Because with fear, that causes stress, that causes emotional anxiety, physical. Sometimes people have physical anxiety, I've seen it. But he was fully aware and even asked God for a way out. Maybe like Jesus, you're begging, you're, you're begging God for a way out. But we have to understand, how did Jesus surrender his fear in such stress? He trusted God. He said, not my will but yours. Not my preference, but yours. Even though I'm fearful in this time, let your will be done. Jesus shows us how to conquer fear in our own lives. It doesn't come from our ability to overcome. You can't do that in your own strength. Anything, fear, um, doubt, um, even any type of sin in your life, you can't overcome it on your own. It's impossible. But the truth that sets you free is Jesus. And our hope is to trust him. He's the overcomer. And I want you to get this. You can trust Jesus. You can trust Jesus. You can trust the overcomer. Scripture calls us to respond as Jesus taught us in the garden. Although he was afraid, he chose to surrender his father's to his Father's will. He trusted his Father. Jesus trusted God. We need to understand that we got to trust God more. That's how we can overthrow fear, is when we trust God more. And with the trust that we have in God, the faith that we, because trusting in God takes faith. And then that, with that, trusting God with our faith, he sends his perfect love to cast out all fear. And so I want to encourage you, you got to trust God in this time. You got to trust him more than you ever have. Psalm 56, verse 3. This was also at the time where David was running from Saul. He was, gonna, he was trying to be murdered. I mean, Saul was trying to kill him. Trying to murder him because of the anointing that David had on his life. And he was hiding under a rock. No one was there with him. He was by himself. Maybe you feel like you're by yourself in your room, completely isolated. You're, you're completely separated from everyone. You feel like everyone's out to get you. All this and that. You're overthinking it. You're overthinking it. This is where Psalm 56.3 gives you the encouragement and the clarity of hope. David said, when I am afraid, I put my trust in you. I put my trust in you. We have to lean into the simplicity of this verse. It, it's literal. When I am afraid, I put my trust in you. I put my trust in Christ when I'm afraid. I put my trust in Christ when nothing else seems like the way. When everyone, when I feel like everyone abandons me, when I feel like everyone's just put to the side for me, I gotta trust God. 
I gotta trust God. There's nothing, if there's nothing else, you have to trust Him. And I overemphasize that because it's so true. Because trust takes faith. Every single time you're afraid, I want you to make this declare, this, uh, I want you to declare this, even in your prayer time, maybe just in a regular time, maybe whenever you're feeling that urge of being afraid, make a conscious, a conscious choice to trust Jesus. Make a conscious choice to trust Jesus. Your situation may be frightening, but when we put our trust in Jesus, we believe that he is good and he will take care of us, even in the hard times. I forgot what Jehovah name it was, um, but it's about being um, our, it's like the God who helps or like the God who is in our present time, in our troubles. And he's there in our present help. He's there with you. When you're afraid, you have to say, you have to say like this, I trust you, Jesus. Jesus, I trust you. As you, because that's the thing, you, we expect to feel it, to feel that we can trust him. Sometimes peace doesn't come as a comforting experience or preference. It comes as a focus, a faith experience. Sometimes you can't experience his trust until you've gone by faith that you trust him. That's why you got to speak it, not just feel like you have to act on it. You got to speak it into your life. Tonight, the Lord wants to set some people free from the life of fear. It may have started with rejection. This is how it ends. This is how the series ends. It started with rejection, and then it grew into insecurity, and now it has become bondage to fear. If you watched the first week, I had talked about, um, if y'all remember the story, I talked about the girl that I had a crush on uh, back when I was, uh, right before Family Life. It led, it went from reject, don't look at me like that. <laughs> it went from rejection, because it wasn't just her that, she, that rejected me, it was all of my other church friends that rejected me. And what happened after that was now that I was insecure, I didn't know who to lean on. I didn't know who to talk to. Everyone was completely distant from me, like, bro, you would, you made that move, really? You really thought? You really thought. And then it led to a bondage of fear, never trying to speak out, never trying to, because God, ha, God has purpose in your life. You want to know why fear is so difficult? Because there's something in you that's valuable that the enemy wants to hold back at a stopping point. It's the hindrance. And then that's another thing. We try to make our own steps. That's what we do. The Bible says, Man plans his course, but the Lord directs his steps. But we try to do both. We try to do both. And then when we start making our steps, then we're stumbling upon stuff that we can't see because that's God's job. But because we haven't given God his job, now we're stumbling on things we can't even see because he was the one that was supposed to do it. And now you're stuck on fear. You're trembling on fear and you don't even see it. I want to encourage you. You have to trust Jesus now. If you've gone to the point of being afraid, you've gone through rejection, insecurity has messed you up, now you're at fear. You have to trust God now. And as you trust him, you'll go over the obstacle. Because sometimes it's not like this. It's like this. It's not him getting it out of the way. It's you jumping over it. Because that's where your faith grows. It's not just it just being, God, be my do buddy. Be my do boy. No, God's going to be like, hey, I give you the grace. Because grace is the empowerment. Bam, you jump over it. You jump over it. 
Take a stand against the fear of your life and claim the victory Jesus promises because you, he's promised victory in your life. And when we declare it together, Jesus, I trust you. I trust you. I hope you enjoyed this message. This is the last week. This is the end week of for the people in the back. And if you have felt in the back, if you have felt rejected, or it's led to fear, or it's led to insecurity, I want to encourage you. Take this all to God and tell him that you trust him now. Because it's hard to trust when people reject you. Because how can you trust that person or they're just going to reject you, so I can't trust them. Or maybe it's insecurity. I don't know what to stand on. I don't know what to trust. Get it? Trust. I don't know what to trust. Whose words do I, do I follow? And then fear. I got to trust God even when uncertainty is in front of me and I'm afraid. You have to trust God in all that you do. I want to pray a prayer over you. I just want to pray for all the people who have been rejected, afraid, dismantled by the ways of life. Maybe this, these weren't even your own choices. Maybe, maybe this has just been happening to you and you don't understand like, God, what have I done? It's not you. Don't feel like people rejecting you, you feeling insecure, you being afraid is God punishing you for your sin. That's not what it is. That is a lie from the enemy. It is something, the lie, that's the lie from the enemy because the enemy doesn't want you to know that he's trying to attack you with these certain dysfunctions in your life. And so I want to pray this prayer over you. Lord, we come to you right now, even through a recording. Father, I pray that you're meeting every student, not even if it's not even a student that's watching this, Father, any type of human being that's dealing with fear, especially in this time, especially in the pandemic, Father, as we're moving towards a greater light, as we're moving towards out of this pandemic, Father, I pray that you're keeping us faithful, not fearful. You're keeping us, we are giving you the opportunity to move in uncertainty. We're giving you the opportunity to move in the uncertain places. Father, I pray that fear is broken down. Lord, they learn to trust you, Father. They learn to trust you in all that they do, and all that they say, and all that they are. Father, I pray that in those moments of fear, in those moments of being afraid, of being scared, Father, I pray that you're reminding them, for them to speak it out in faith, I trust you, God. I trust you with all I am. You can have all of me. Say that in, 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 in your home right now. You can have all of me, God. You can have all that I am. Father, use me in a way you need to use me, Father. Let me be a vessel. Let me be a shining light to the people around me, Father. Let not fear stop the purpose that you have for me. God has a purpose for you. God has a destiny waiting for you. You just have to let go of the insecurities. You have to let go of the rejection. Father, let them let go of the fear that holds them back, Father. Lord, we thank you. Lord, and we praise you, Lord, that fear is being broken, Lord. We hate fear. Fear is, a, is, a, is, a, is the wimpiest dysfunction, Father, but it's one of the strongest dysfunctions. And Father, I pray that you're breaking it off of each, every student's life right now. Lord, break it, in, break it out of me. Break it out of the people that are in this room recording. Father, break it out of all the people that are watching this. Lord, we thank you for the freedom, the victory you bring. And it's in Jesus' name. We pray. Amen and amen. Thank you so much for watching. That was more of a powerful message that I've preached. It's just I'm passionate about those types of topics. The rejection, the insecurity, the fear. It's a big deal. 
And if you're dealing with that, let us know. DM us if you're dealing with this stuff because you're not meant to face it alone. Now, if you follow Fusion, go on the bio page. I have my account. I'll send other people's accounts for you to talk to, someone to talk to. We, we've all been alone. We need to talk to someone about these certain things so that we can be prayed over and encouraged. Thank you for watching. Love y'all. We'll see y'all next week.